Listen, y'all gonna get this podcast. Like I told y'all, the beginning of these playoffs. This podcast ain't going nowhere. Hey, hey, tasters, welcome to my table. Stella Belafonte here with another episode of Tasty Top Picks. And as my intro says, it's hot. It is fucking hot in New York City. It is September and it is hotter than July. Shout out to fellow tourist Stevie Wonder, one of the greatest singers of all time. But yeah. That was one of his best albums, and um, that album cover, it, it shows you. If you know your music and you know the album cover for Hotter Than July, that's what we are feeling. Um, Tasters, I don't know what's going on with the seasons, but I got to be honest, I wasn't ready. So what you hear in the background are the cooling units, and I'm going to try my best to drown out the noise. I know it's not... Um, it's not appetizing to hear all this shit. And like I said, my phone is my mic. Everybody knows. You know I'm getting this out the mud. If you're sick of hearing it, turn me off because I'm back. Well, anyway, at this recording, I am drinking. Let me sip. A little Grey Goose and Juice. The juice being Mango Minute Maid. Tastes, I don't know if you know. But they, I feel like juice has definitely evolved. The flavors that they've been coming out with, like I'm sure that, okay, Minime brand is not in a new brand, but the flavor quotient has just jumped up. Like I can remember when Minime juice was one of the most artificial juices that I'd ever tasted besides Sunny Delight. Remember how thick and nasty Sunny Delight used to taste? I feel like Minute Maid used to leave like a funny aftertaste in my mouth. And it doesn't do that anymore. So, you know, I caught a sale at my neighborhood food town, one of my favorite supermarkets in this area. And they were on sale two for four. So I got a half a gallon of pink lemonade, half a gallon of mango aid. And look, everything's an aid when it ain't real juice, right? ADE. And I mixed it with some gray goose. So just to put you all into my business, my tasty business. I don't keep booze in the house like I used to. Like, I used to keep a full bar. But um, I'm one of these people that likes to indulge and I do things in excess. Again, I'm not an alcoholic. I've never had a problem with drinking. But I know if I keep enough booze in the house, I'll drink it just because it's here. And um, shout out to my Batman. He doesn't drink at all. So unless I have company... I'm really sometimes just in here drinking and um, just to be drinking. Like, I'll be cleaning the floors and it's like, oh, let me make myself a cocktail. Little goose and juice while I'm mopping. You know, let me pour a little wine while, while I'm shining up the furniture. And um, I don't want to live my life like that anymore. Yes, I still do like to drink. I enjoy the occasional beverage. So what I'll do is I'll grab like a small bottle. Like right now, I got a little tiny bottle of Goose. It's not exactly a nip. What is this? 200 milliliters. So that's about as mm, little eight inch tall bottle. Like I'm not good with math, but it's not a big bottle, but it's enough where I was able to get at least six cocktails out of this bottle and six damn 
tasty cocktails. Grey Goose is one of my favorite vodkas, followed close second by Stoli. I remember I had a girlfriend tell me years ago that Absolute was her favorite vodka because it didn't give her a hangover. Yeah, Absolute doesn't do it for me. But right now, I'm feeling my goose and juice, so tasters, welcome to my table for this bonus episode of Tasty Topics. It is not Tuesday. I dropped a short stay just a moment ago, and I'm following up with this one. I made a promise to my tasters that I was going to follow up to all of my tasters that follow me on Instagram. I posted a video regarding the situation in Houston, Texas, that has... um, become a major issue if you go back to my tasty topic episode i'm not sure which episode number it was but it's called choker fest i think it may be episode 71 i discussed an event that is thrown by a an adult group it's supposed to be um a party like a big fun play party where everybody's just having a good time and being sexually free and enjoying each other and being close and um when the video footage dropped of this fest and i want to shout out to my girl lovely t for making me brave enough yeah i shout her out a lot because i like her she's a youtuber for making me brave enough to actually call this fest by name and then when i go online everybody else is calling this fest by name but oh let me put on the brakes look i'm drinking and i'm already dispel uh, <laughs> let me slow down a little bit first and foremost i need to shout out a couple of people that i didn't uh, give my thanks to and and sing their praises on this last episode that I just dropped a few mon- moments ago. I-, I want to say thank you to Sir Trev, Madam Supernatural, and also to Morgan Fred, who has been a friend since junior high school. And she is the gorgeous mother of my beautiful one and only goddaughter. Not my one and only godchild, but my beautiful one and only goddaughter. And they definitely um, were looking forward to me recording Tasty Topics, wondering if and when I was going to return to the table. And here I am. Here I go. So anyway, um, let's talk about my mentals. Um, life life is lifing right now, as they say. Um, it's hot. And this heat is 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 really it, it, it. I don't know. You know what? I wasn't ready. I think that as a it's human nature to get into routine, especially in New York City. I think we've gotten so used to seasons and seasons doing what they're supposed to do at the time that they're supposed to do it. When I talk about seasons, like in New York, we feel like okay, you have the winter months. You know, the winter months are. Any time from the end of Thanksgiving all the way through February. Spring happens from the end of March all the way through summer. And then after summer comes fall. Like, it's September. And the New Yorker's mind, the average New Yorker, we should already be pulling out the Uggs, the thick scarves, the leather gloves, putting on, you know, corduroy pants. And that is not happening. As of this recording, today, September 7th, we reached a high of 94 degrees in New York City, and this is about the third or fourth day in a row that it has reached over 90, and I wasn't ready. Let's just say that. I've done some things this summer, but one thing I will say, I didn't do enough water stuff. 
I'm so disappointed in myself for that. And we've had plenty of hot days. I did have one beach day that was really nice. I want to shout out my girl, uh, bad girl, Yana, and Empress Semi Sweet. We had a real nice day at the beach. For all of my New Yorkers, what you know about Reese Beach? Reese Beach is, to me, one of the most pretty beaches within the five boroughs. It's clean. It's beautiful. It's in a gorgeous neighborhood. Um. What part of Queens is that? Is that Howard Beach right there? Like Reese Beach? It's like right as soon as you leave the Mill Basin area of Brooklyn and you go across the bridge, that part of Queens, whatever part of Queens that is, that's where Reese Beach is and it's freaking gorgeous. And I got to put it out there, ain't none of us living over there. And it's sad to say, that's probably how they keep it so nice. When I tell you, ain't none of, ain't, ain't no skin folk and kin folk over there. It is, um... A very whitewashed area of New York City. And, and, and it's sad, but it's gorgeous over there. The houses are beautiful. All the lawns are just perfectly mowed. Everything is just well kept, well taken care of. Um, and um, all of my Reese Beach area homeowners, they're real Trump supporters. And I didn't know how to feel about that. You know, I, I, I don't think that, um, I think when it comes to, being a Donald Trump supporter, I'm indifferent. Like, you know, people going to do what they do. It's a matter of choice because I'm definitely not a fan of Joe Biden. But it's one thing to be a supporter and one thing to be a lover. And that area of Queens is full of Trump lovers. I kid you not. I was As I was driving to the beach, I passed a row of houses and it's like they must have set this up on purpose. They all had giant flags waving on their front lawns that said Trump 24 or vote for Trump 24. And I was absolutely like it was mind blowing because, you know, there are so many people out here that publicly claim to despise Donald Trump. And, you know, after his arrest and his indictment, you know, they claim to be praying for his downfall. And I'd say for. Every person that's praying for Donald Trump's downfall, there's about 10 others that actually like, love, and respect the man and are hopeful that he will be reelected in 2024. And I don't know what to think about that. But I will say this. Um, again, I'm not a fan of any of these politicians. None of them. And my question to tasters and new listeners, old listeners, to everybody around the world, you can come up with several reasons to dislike Donald Trump for all who don't support Trump and who would never want to see him be president of the United States again. You can come up with several reasons to dislike that man. Can you come up with as many reasons why Joe Biden should be president again? Can you come up with three good reasons for what makes President Joe Biden, who is our current commander in chief, what makes him a good president now? Because I can't come up with three. Since Joe Biden has been in office, um, I haven't noticed any real changes. Um, for the first time in a long time, we've been at, you know, threatened with the fact that war could happen again. War between nations, like, we're, you know, going through shit with Russia and, and all of these other places, you know, North Korea and South Korea, their issues are affecting us again with their missiles and all of this other shit that I felt so good 
about not having to deal with for the longest time until slow Biden became president. Yes, the man is slow. And for all who don't know, and I've made mention of this, and I'm going to remind you, he is the oldest elected president in United States history. That is not a compliment. That is actually an embarrassment and a disgrace. We are supposed to be a world superpower. It's bad enough I'm hearing from all of these super wise, intelligent people that the U.S. dollar at this point has like no value. And on top of that, we have one of the oldest elected presidents in U.S. history with their finger on the button running the nation. Like, how about that? Yeah, I, I, I'm not real proud of that. But anyway, um, away from politics and, and, and beaches, um, my mentals. Like I said, life is life, and it's just a lot of shit going on, especially with the climate that I feel is beyond my control. And I just don't know how much recycling bottles and, and putting out the trash when we're supposed to is helpful to the climate. Like, what can we do? as human beings walking around to prevent global warming. I don't think it has anything to do with individuals. And they put, like when you listen to the news and you listen to scientists, they try to put it all on us as individual people. And I know that what we do as human beings has almost nothing, I may be wrong, in my opinion, it has very little to do with um, climate control and global warming and how the environment works. I feel like, again, that's these superpowers. When they Remember back in the days, I don't know if you had parents that believed in this, like every time they shoot a rocket up into the sky, that the climate changes and the weather changes and we get a storm or it rains. You know, I'm starting to believe it. You know, with all that shit they used to talk about, you know, the polar ice caps melting. I hear that there are pieces of California that's just breaking off and floating away. I think I saw footage of Alaska or someplace in Europe where there's just whole, like, cities. It's just breaking off on the ice and just floating away into the atmosphere. Like, if you look at a picture of the globe in 20 years, um, you're going to have to rewrite the globe, redo it, reshape it. Come up with a whole new blueprint for the globe because everything is um, it's going crazy. Everything's warming up and melting and floating away. Well, anyway, back to our original scheduled programming. And today's tasty topic is titled, Houston, we have a motherfucking problem. Now, let's go back to this uh, Choker Fest, which is not called Choker Fest. The festival that occurred back in April of this year is run by a group that calls themselves Mocha Fest. So anyway, like I said, it was supposed to be a big adult festival where everyone's having fun and, you know, hooking up. When I say hooking up, like doing what you do, whatever you do sexually, it's your business and um, having a good time. Just enjoying each other, playing, you know, party, drinking, food, games, bathing suits, water. And I think it was held at some big fancy hotel in Houston, Texas. And there was a whole lot more going on than just eating, drinking, and being merry. There was a lot of public sexual activity and a lot of unprotected public sexual activity going on um people were just being careless if you all don't know about the viral video and i discussed it 
you can go online and look it up yourself. All you have to do is type Mocha Fest Houston. Please forgive the sirens. Remember, I'm a New York City girl, so you're going to hear sirens. That's what it is. I want to shout out to all of my podcasters who record in New York City and they know what it is. Shout out to the Friend Zone. Shout out to Alex Rogers. He knows what time it is. My boy Chris from... um. Pop bros, they they all talk about the sirens in New York City. It's a fact of life. So it's gone. It's over. It's done. Back to my um, uh, original programming, as I said. So Mocha Fest Houston was supposed to just be a good time. Everybody having fun. Uh, the festival that they've thrown, it wasn't the first of its kind. Uh, the crowd wasn't the largest ever. But for some reason, following all of the goings on and the shenanigans and the antics that occurred at Mocha Fest Houston in April of 2023, the syphilis rate in black women, hear this, black women in Houston has skyrocketed. Out of nowhere, the syphilis rate, again, for black women, women only, and we're going to touch on my theory on why it's only the women, on women in Houston, Texas, has skyrocketed. And they are making the correlation between the events that occurred at Mocha Fest 2023 and this upswing in syphilis numbers. And you know why that really, really fucked with me? It was like, damn, syphilis of all the STDs. Like, what the, what was really going on at the, this super spreader event? Syphilis of all things. Not COVID. Not, you know, what's another? Chlamydia. Fucking syphilis. Like, when I think of syphilis, I think of World War Two. The stories you hear about, didn't Al Capone, the mobster, back in the days, die from syphilis complications in prison because the legend has it that he was afraid of the needles, the syphilis injections? I I think of the the Tuskegee Project. Remember when they had all of those black men in Tuskegee, Alabama, and they were experimenting on them? The black men that were infected with syphilis. Just allowing them to walk around with it. And when they thought they were going to get treatment, instead of treating these black men, they were just allowing them to be sick and to get sicker, to die, just to study the effects of syphilis on the body. Yeah, this wasn't in um, the 14th century. This We ain't talking about the dark ages during the plague. This was, this was 20th century America. The shit like this was going on. So here we are after that awful legacy and history of sexually transmitted illnesses in the United States and how we're handled because of it. Why any of us as black people would make a conscious choice to go to Houston, Texas for a festival and engage in activity that would bring us into syphilis. Of all the fucking diseases. And um, I don't know if they're doing anything about it. Like, I don't know what can be done about it. Like, you know, the CDC is just releasing all of these stats about the actual illness. So, again, I'm just going to read 
what I'm seeing. It says syphilis has increased 128% among women in Houston since 2019. But they said in 2023, those numbers have increased almost tenfold. Like every year, you know, STD numbers go up, they go down, they go up, 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 and then they go down. But what's being mentioned is since that month, remember, it's only September, since April 2023, when that Mocha Fest happened, up until now, the numbers have exploded, exploded tasters. What do you think about that? So here's my take. Again, they mentioned the women only. I need to drink on this. So, um, I'm no fortune teller, no palm reader. I don't have a crystal ball. But I don't think you need to um, be a scientist or a genius or an expert to put together what probably happened in Houston, Texas during the Mocha Fest super spreader event. I'm thinking that a lot of the women who were at that festival were actually residents of Houston, Texas. Just think about it. You got this big festival coming in that people talk about on Instagram. This big deal. Like, oh, shit. Oh, Mocha Fest is coming to town. You hear about that? You go online. And the shit that they publish online, it just looks like fun. I'm not going to say good, clean fun. It definitely looks like a wild time. Like girls going wild from back in the days. But you're you're not seeing anything that's like, phenomenally crazy like nothing outside of the ordinary you see women in bikinis you see ass shaking twerking women dropping it like it's hot you see men bouncing women on their shoulders people splashing around in swimming pools running on the beach you know doing um what was a limbo contest um taking shots shot shot shots you know i'm driving a boat you see shit like that online so just imagine you know something like this is coming to your city your woman you live in houston you know uh, forgive me i don't know a houston accent but i can imagine that a lot of the women in houston you know i'm a little tipsy so i'm gonna throw it on a little bit like called up their girls like hey girl they they getting ready to do mocha fest it's coming to coming to houston we need to go we need to get our tickets and go i think it'd be a good time look how, how's my houston accent i don't know mind you i've hung out in texas a couple of times but i have never picked up on a i don't know what people from houston sound like so you know i'm just trying to give you a visual so you know i would say like because they started advertising for mocha fest at least 90 days before so from february uh, late january they were talking about mocha fest and actually let me rewind lies Mocha Fest was actually supposed to take place overseas, that particular Mocha Fest. And I would say maybe with at the final hour, like a month and a half before, they changed the location to Houston, Texas. So anyway, like I said, just imagine native Houstonians, the women. Because you know women, we like to party. We like to play. Like Beyonce said, we like to party. Shout out to Beyonce, who's a Houston, Texas native. So just imagine... All of the Beyonce's and her friends and her girlfriends and, and the Kelly's and all these Texas beauties are just gathering their girls like, girl, we got to go online. We got to 
Hit event bright and get our tickets cause we going to Mocha Fest. Yes, you see how it looks on Instagram? I feel we going to have a good time. Oh yeah, girl, we got to get our bathing suits. We got to get our bikinis. I'm going to drink. I'm going to have a good time again. In my mind, that's what the women of Houston, Texas did. So on April 28th, which was the first day of the Mocha Fest weekend, it was from April 28th to the 30th, these beautiful, curvy, luscious, sexy, delicious women from Houston, Texas was sent into a fucking fox den. They were a bunch of vixens let loose in a fox den. And when I say a fox den, because while you got all of these beautiful native women of Houston showing up for Mocha Fest, they're encountering men from not only their city, men from New York, men from Baltimore, Maryland, men from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, the Carolinas, Alabama, everywhere. Upstate New York, Chicago, like the list of men and women and the places that they came from to attend this mocha fest is just endless. Like every state on the map probably showed up for mocha fest. But either way, there was an imbalance when it comes to numbers. Because like I said, in my mind, a lot of the women of Houston said, hey, they elected to go to this thing because it was coming to their town. That's like, just imagine, um, what's the thing they do every year with the basketball? They did it here in New York one year, and it was so corny. It was cold outside. You know when they have the big the, um, the NBA games? What is it, the finals or whatever? So, you know, you got something that big and that crazy coming to your town, so the ladies of your city want to go. And that's exactly what happened. And when they got to this festival, which was a whole weekend at some big fancy hotel in Houston, they lost their ever-loving minds. Just imagine, you got different swags from all over the place. You got men from Miami and from Tennessee with the goals in their mouth. You got all different types of accents, different haircuts, different styles of dress. Just men, men, men from all over. And they just grabbing on and loving on all of these Texas women, all of these beautiful Texas ladies and they're not using any discretion and no protection and they were doing it out in the wide open and it was disgusting and when I was calling it choker fest and I was nervous about calling it by its name I'm sure there were people that listened to my episode and said, damn, you know, for Stella to be as fun as she claims she is and to have been out there, she sure is being judgmental about this festival. Because I dropped that episode before the numbers dropped. I dropped my Tasty Topics Choker Fest episode after the video footage dropped, the viral video footage of everything that was happening at that festival. And I know people felt that I was being judgmental. You know, just live. Live and let live. Well, live and let live. And me being judgmental. No matter what I thought. Or what you all thought about what I thought. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the blistered, infected, disgusting pudding. What the fuck happened? Because of Mocha Fest. And speaking of syphilis, let's talk about... um. The syphilis definition, first and foremost. 
Syphilis is a chronic bacterial disease that is contracted chiefly by infection during sexual intercourse, but also congenitally congenitally by infection of a developing fetus. Oh, and if I'm not mistaken, um, there was an increase in pregnancies. I'm not making this shit up, tasters. Look, tasters, do you hear me? There was an increase in reported pregnancies out of nowhere after the smoker fest reported instances of pregnant women who were infected with syphilis. You can't make this shit up. So not only were people at Mocha Fest just freely just fucking and getting infected, but they were skeeting too. Like they wasn't even trying just a little bit. Like can you imagine? Like they said, double homicide. So not only were women out there getting pregnant, they were out there getting pregnant and becoming infected and all at the same damn time. And my question to everybody who participated so carelessly in this festival is, what in the world were you thinking? Were you thinking? Apparently not. Because syphilis is nasty work. And let's get into it. Let's talk about the... And mind you, I'm not STD shaming, if that's a thing. I'm trying to make people aware. You know, maybe when you go on your travels and you have your fun, like, I don't know, like, if any of my tasters are careless and they just living free and, you know, sucking dick and swallowing nuts and eating booty holes and, you know, chewing on boxes with no dental dams and no rubbers but i should hope that after listening to this episode you wouldn't want to so here are some of the symptoms of syphilis Ew. yuck um rashes small bumps ulcers you might end up with fatigue itching a mouse mouth ulcer a rash on your palms can you imagine a rash on the palms of your hands look especially my ladies since you're the ones that's being infected you better check these men look look under the nuts people don't do that no more check under the nuts around the ball area now you got to look at the palms of people's hands look wart like wart like growths on the genitals like these are some of the symptoms of syphilis and this shit like i said this old world war one world war two shit is on the rise in houston texas only and amongst black women only along with infected pregnancies and you know what now here's the question that comes to mind what do you do when you contract syphilis during a pregnancy like do you keep a baby like that is in an abort mission situation can you be cured of syphilis while you're pregnant if you have syphilis and you're pregnant does the baby automatically are they born infected like it's just a lot to wonder about and again makes me wonder how could you be so careless if you hear me i'm getting a little like uh like i'm starting to love because i'm actually Looking up information because I'm going to spread facts, not fiction, and and not just my thoughts. Yes, I do have opinions and thoughts, but I want to get factual about what's going on out here. 
So regarding syphilis and pregnancy, according to what I've Googled just now, having syphilis can lead to low birth weight in babies. It can also make it more likely that you will deliver your baby too early, meaning stillborn, a baby born dead. To protect your baby, you should be tested for syphilis at least once during your pregnancy and receive immediate treatment if you test positive. I'll be damned. I can't imagine. I'm 46 years old. And as I've mentioned more than once, the baby ship has passed me by. And the reason why I've brought up age, when I did look at those videos, can't blame it on the young people this time. These weren't the young ones. These weren't the young Miamis, the JTs, the Sukiyanas, and the Sexy Reds. I, I, I didn't see young girls out there doing the things that would lead to syphilis and pregnancy. A lot of those women look to be damn near as old as me. Definitely 30 and better. I would say everybody, the majority of the crowd at that Mocha Fest event were anywhere from 30 to their late 40s, possibly 50 years old, just letting it all hang out. And listen, a lot of the footage that I saw, they, it was not even a lot. I just saw clips and bits and bites, and it was enough. They were letting it hang out in the broad daylight. So I'm just thinking, if these are the things, like I said, I, I mentioned it, in the broad daylight, there was um, a lot of oral sex going on. I didn't see any dental dams. I didn't see any condoms. I just saw random dicks going into random mouths, random mouths going down on random twats. Um, there was one image that I saw where I don't know what was all over this woman's vaginal area, but it didn't look healthy. It looked to be some sort of um, moisture that had built up. It had like a, a color to it, like a greenish color. I'm not making this up. Maybe my eyes were playing with me. Maybe she had gotten to some sort of paint or glitter or some shit, but it didn't look good. didn't look healthy. didn't look sexy, and it didn't look like anything that anyone should have had their mouths on. And these are the type of things that were going on outside in the daytime where people could be seen and recorded. Tasters, imagine the shit. That was going on at Mocha Fest Houston behind closed doors in the dark of night where no one could see. And um, I'm going to leave it at that. I was absolutely mortified. I was disgusted. And one thing I will say, they rang the alarm in the last couple of weeks, you go online, you go to YouTube, you can Google. All you have to do is type Mocha Fest Houston. And there are different YouTubers and podcasters that have their own take on the situation. Again, shout out to Lovely T, who was actually one of the first YouTubers that I know of that actually put two and two together or made mention of the fact that it was being discussed that there was definitely a connection between what happened at Mocha Fest and the uptick in syphilis numbers. So how do we get those numbers down? How do we stop shit like this from happening? Um, you got to chill out. You got to use condoms. We have to use condoms with strangers. You have to have a better vetting process. when Before going to these events, you need to... Maybe look at old footage, possibly 
DM people if you can. Ask, like, hey, if they tag anybody, what really goes on at these fests? You know, I'm kind of nervous. You might get blocked. You might get an answer. You may get ignored. But before just jumping into some raw sex situation with a bunch of strangers with both eyes closed, I feel like you need to ask questions. And if you do decide to attend these types of events, just be careful. Like, I've been to a play party. You know, I, 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 I'm not going to put out there the play party that I was at um, last summer. It was one of the best experiences that I had ever had, one of the best adult experiences. It was just so much fun, and I was a voyeur, but I am going to shout them out for um, using so many safety measures. It was a very safe space. There were actually, like, baskets of prophylactics and and shit like that to protect yourself from STDs going around. Um, There were a lot of couples in the building. If you did see any action going on, that didn't that wasn't protected nine out of ten it was a married couple or it was a monogamous couple there was no situation situations where there were just people virtual strangers who didn't know each other just pairing off and teaming up and getting into raw sex acts in front of everybody that wasn't happening you know again shout out to this play party and the host they even had like coaches and refs going around with like little neon necklaces on that you could approach and talk to if you felt out of place or if you had a question or if you were curious about what was appropriate or if you didn't want to take it too far and you didn't want to embarrass yourself. Like that is the type of situation that I can get with. Look, I can dig it and I can be a part of, but just... Wilding out like it's Sodom and Gomorrah, 2023, 21st century. Yeah, I don't want no parts of that. So, again, I am saying their name. I'm calling them by their name because everyone else has. So I don't have any fears anymore of my, you know, my content being flagged or any trouble coming to me because of this episode. So I'm letting you all know that I have actually unfollowed Mocha Fest. And I don't ever want to go anywhere that they go if these are the type of things that are going on. And I guess, you know, it could be said, hey, you can still go. Oh, pardon me. That's just a little burp. I don't know if you heard him. I'm sorry. I'm drinking. Ooh. I guess it could be said, hey, you can still go to Mocha Fest and enjoy yourself. You don't have to participate in anything. I don't even want that type of hell around me. You know, energy is everything. I really do believe that. And, um... I don't want that type of foul energy around me, but I'm just going to leave it at Houston. You really do have a motherfucking problem. You know, they say that New York City is one of the nastiest places on the map, but um, we don't have any um, STD upswing, uptick, increase, no high volume, STD rate, nothing just shooting through the roof out of nowhere. And we have some events here. Let me tell you about New York City. New York City is um, is a very wild place, very fun. And we have so many fets, so many events, especially during this season. 
This is our carnival season in New York where they have all, you know, for the West Indian Day Parade. It's a party every other night, especially on the weekends. Big crowds, a lot of bodies, you know, a lot of grinding, you know, as they, they call it, rubber dub. A lot of that going on. A lot of half-naked bodies. But what I have not seen in my city is an increase in STD numbers because of any of these events. So for as shitty and fucked up as they claim New York is, we doing something right. But Houston, you got to get it together. And in closing regarding Houston having a motherfucking problem, a few days ago, there was a post by a young woman of Somalian descent, beautiful black woman, who's a TikToker. She's claiming that she's a TikToker influenced influencer or whatever have you. Posted a video with her face swollen to the point that she didn't even look real. It looked like some sort of AI technology or like they had given her movie makeup for a horror film. Well, anyway, this young woman posted a video stating that she looked that way because she had been hit in the face with a brick. In Houston, Texas, by a black man after she refused to give this man her telephone number. She refused his advances and he picked up a brick and smashed her in the face with it. And this woman's head swelled up like a fucking jack-o'-lantern. It was the wildest shit that I'd ever seen. And now there's a big debate online about whether or not it was deserved. Yeah, you heard me taste this. There's um, rumors going around that she's a troublemaker, that she is known to go around um, slapping men for fun, for TikTok, for content, that um, the, there were men standing around that watched what happened that have no shame about the fact that they watched this young black woman get smashed in the face with a brick because they felt that she deserved it because she was a troublemaker. Let me tell you something, Tasters. I don't know if any of that is true. I don't know if none of it is true. Um, I feel like, let's just say this young lady did. It did have a history of walking up to men, slapping them. No matter what, this is a woman. Your immediate reaction as a man, a full-size grown-ass man, should not be to pick up a brick and smash it into a woman's face. That's fucked up, and I'm going to ask the question, who's raising these niggas? Who the fuck is raising? What and who breeds and 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 and? Grows a male whose first reaction after being, and it was an assault, but after being slapped by a woman, if that's even the case, why would your reaction be to smash this woman in the face with a goddamn brick? But then I'm going to look at it on the other hand. This Great Goose, who shout out the Great Goose and Minute Maid. This is so good. On the other hand, let's just say that what they are saying about this woman is true. And she does walk around slapping men. Now, I have to get on women, not just her, that think that shit like this is funny. And I'm going to go on the fact that this woman is actually very, very pretty. 
Women who think that because of pretty privilege that it's okay to taunt men, to hit men, to be disrespectful, to lay hands on men just because. Um, you got to stop it. A lot of these men out here are fucking unhinged. Like I said, I don't know who's raising these niggas, but it's like they were raised by wolves. A lot of these men are savages, black, white, or otherwise. And as they used to say, why tempt fate? You know that these men ain't right in the head. It's too many news articles, too much online, too many stories, too many videos being uploaded every day about women. A lot, especially black women, being taken off of this planet, out of this world, by some man who has slipped his mind. So because we know that these type of men exist, let's let's talk about last year, remember? Did an episode talking about all the crazy shit that was going on in New York City. We had a man that was walking around in my city just smashing women in the face with bags of human feces. So the fact that you know that these are the type of men that are out here in the world and do exist, why play with them? Why play with them? You know, what's the little rap song? Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with these motherfuckers. Leave them alone. Stay out their face. Just, you know. And then I heard an argument that it was like, oh, you know, as black women, we always have to be on point and on guard. And we have to be so much more careful than everybody else. Well, you know what? It's unfortunate, but that's the way of the world. We have to be more careful than a lot of people. Yes, everybody else. Got to be more careful. We got to think sharper. You got to put you got to be more wise. You got to have more common sense and street sensibilities. Stop playing games with these men. For content, for TikTok, for Instagram, for what's the other shit that I don't fuck with? The, the, where you get to make all the funny faces and shit. You know the shit where you can make all the filters and stuff. If you're doing it for that, leave that shit alone too. Just leave these men alone until they get it together. And only God knows when that's going to happen. So anyway, again, Houston, got to get your shit right. Because you have a motherfucking problem. And this is just no shade to Texas overall. I actually loved my times that I did spend in Texas. Specifically Dallas. So apparently Houston is their party town. I've been to Houston once, maybe twice. But I've never spent any real time in Houston. Like I've never spent a a weekend or even an overnight in Houston, Texas. Houston is a place that I've actually just driven through. I think one night years and years ago, maybe almost 20 years ago, me and my bestie, we went to Houston just driving through and we stopped at a bar and we had some drinks and we got in a car and we made our way to Oklahoma to the casino to gamble. So I've never had any real Houston experience, but from the stories I've been hearing lately, um, I'm not hard pressed to visit Houston. Houston got to do better for me to even think about going. But um, it's Virgo season. And speaking of Houston, um, the queen is on the way, Beyonce. She's doing the Houston leg of her Renaissance tour coming up within the next couple of days. And I do look forward to the footage online. You know, that Houston, you, you produce Beyonce. That's something you should be proud of. But men slamming women in the face with bricks and women that are just having unprotected sex with strangers to the point that they are putting their lives and their health and their babies in jeopardy. Yeah, that's 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 nothing to be proud of. It's actually a, a crying shame. So to end this, let's talk about some of the things that um, I have gotten into. Let's do a boy have I ever. So. 
the question being, have I ever indulged in any type of mocha fest like or mocha fest adjacent type of event? <laughs> Boy, have I ever. I've been interested in, um, you know, wild little parties, closed door parties and events for quite some time. And and honestly, I'm a voyeur. I've been that way ever since. Um, who all remembers a show on HBO, a series they used to come on every weekend called Real Sex? And I never forget, I was interested in the swinger scene specifically because of Real Sex HBO. So as I got some age on me, I was still very young. You know, I started attending certain events and parties and again, mostly to be a voyeur. So here's my um, have I ever boy have I ever my first adult play party ever like actual I was invited by a friend. This was years ago. And it was way out in New Jersey, so far from me. It was so far in New Jersey that we started seeing exit signs for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's just how far out we were. So it was a a mansion party. I guess they called those mini mansions back then. This big, beautiful home that was almost a mansion, but not quite. I guess a bite-sized mansion, like they said, a mini mansion. And it was hosted by a black couple. And I was so excited because I had never gone to a play party before. You know, I was just barely 30, you know, might have just been or into my very, very super early 30s. Anyway, we arrived and I was so excited and it was supposed to be a lingerie party. So when you get there, the home is beautiful. So there were just various rooms with like big screen TVs in each room and beds and people and they were giving out hors d'oeuvres like they had fruit plates and veggie platters with the branch dip and buffalo wings and liquor like this was the shit they had a big deck in their backyard where you were allowed to smoke your blunts and drink and have a good time well anyway here was my issue again it was supposed to be a lingerie party and when i arrived Not only was it not a lingerie party, it was more like a cosplay party. As much as I love dressing up, I wasn't ready. There were a bunch of fat women, yeah, I said it, in costumes. Like big fairy costumes and all kind of weird shit. And um, let's just say that there were just too many textures that I wasn't interested in. You know, yes, I am a curvy woman. I'm a full-figured woman. But these women were, like I said, I wasn't ready. And no shame on the women. But it seemed like the type of event where, you know, back then, that's when they used to hand out flyers. And my friend that invited me, like, she was really a part of their group. So in the flyer that they had sent in the email, I feel like they should have specified that this was a like a, a BBW party. Because that's exactly what it was. Honestly, there were women at this event that were definitely, they, they, they were tipping the scales. And I, I just wasn't interested. It, it wasn't fun for me. You know, I, I enjoyed sitting on the deck and having drinks and, you know, kikiing with the, the, the fellas. And there was some good-looking men there. But it's like all the men were there with their um, really, really big mamas. And it was just like a lot of huge, hugely wild shit going on. Look, 
a veritable smorgasbord. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my boy have I ever. Yeah, I've been to some shit like that. And my first experience was, it was kind of weird. And that's that. Well, anyway, um, thank you, tasters, for joining me at my table. Oh, and I got to shout myself out. I'm so proud of myself. At um, my big age, and speaking of bigness, I finally had these big boobs examined for the very first time in my life. I had my very first mammogram maybe about a month ago. And this is something that I should have done a long time ago. Just to let all my tasters know, women, they advise that you should get your first mammogram very soon after your 40th birthday. And I'm well past my 40th birthday. So even though I waited so long and I shouldn't have, it'll never happen again. I am going to sign up annually to get a mammogram and um, all my results were clear, everything negative. And I just am going to put this out there by myself because on the maternal side of my family, there has been um, a history of breast cancer and that it really like, it was really messing with my nerves. Like, you know, I am boobalicious, bodacious, very curvy woman. And I was very nervous. Like, could I be next? So I got myself checked out, and for now, I'm not next, and I'm so grateful to God. But to all of my lady tasters who are 40 and better, if you have not scheduled a mammogram, get you a mammogram. And it wasn't as rough as I thought it would be. It was all um, brand new technology. You know, they use some really um, advanced machine where they stand you up and they, they put your boobs on the table and they do the x-rays from every angle and everything's good with me so yeah ladies I- i'm gonna really specify take care of your health take care of all your sexy parts all of your sexual health protect your womb take care of your vagina yeah let's say the v word it's not a twat it's not a coochie it's not a cootie cat take care of your vaginas your uterus Get those boobs checked. As a matter of fact, I think this is September is National Boob Month. Breast, not Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but Love Your Boobs Month. I don't know. Look it up. But anyway, take care of your titties. And um, thank you again for being back at my table. Uh, stay away from Sodom and Gomorrah type events where you could end up sick, pregnant, infected, and the like. And I do look forward to giving you more. I feel good about this episode. Look, this one, is, it's got some time to it. I know that's what you like. And I'm getting ready to drop it right about now. Welcome to my table. Enjoy this bonus episode. Bye.